Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Back in 1996, Todd Hollinsworth won the National League Rookie of the Year Award with the Dodgers. And two years later, was observing the sport as Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa pursued Roger Maris' record of 60 home runs in a season, 61 home runs in a season. And Todd had a great career. Now he's an analyst for the Marlins on FS Midwest and kind enough to join us here on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Todd, thanks so much for taking some time with us this morning. How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing fantastic. Good morning to you guys. Well, let's start with this before we get into Long Gone Summer, the documentary that's coming up. Uh, how are you feeling about baseball in 2020? You think we're going to have something more than a 48-game season? Well, I, I, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a great question. I think that I teeter on keeping my sanity. Um, I, I don't want to go there if we don't play in my own mind because we haven't reached that point yet. But you know, it's hard to ignore the news that's out there. And, you know, everything that's going on seems to be negative in a, in a, in a lot of ways. But I do remain optimistic. I remain very, very positive in the sense that, you know, I lived through 94, 95. I was part of what happened then. Um, at the end of the day, we finally got through it and we got back out on the field. And I think that's the most important thing. Todd, kind of a combination question. We're talking about long gone summer about the Maguire Sosa home run chase. And a lot of people say that that saved baseball in a lot of ways. Yeah. Are you worried oh, that? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just in complete and total agreement with you. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I was actually just telling some friends about this the other day. And, you know, in regards to, you know, uh, there being a shutdown, you know, Lost was the, you know, the great run by the Montreal Expos in 1994. Lost was a lot of things that, that happened in between. I, you know, I think your average fan, I think your Cardinal fan, your Dodger fan, your Yankee fan, they don't really want to hear about how money is going both ways when you're talking about people who are very, very successful and have obviously – uh, have done pretty well for themselves financially that they can't work it out and get themselves back out on the field. I think at the end of the day, the average fan doesn't want to hear about it. They just want to, they just want their baseball games. Completely agree with you. So if, if we look at the fact that it took this unbelievable and riveting home run chase to, quote, save baseball at that time, are you worried about what the popularity of baseball will look like if and when we don't get the season that fans are hoping for? Well, I, you know, I've spent, unfortunately, too much time sitting and pondering and thinking as we've kind of waited this thing out, um, you know, to get these guys back out on the field, what it would look like. And I, you know, the one thing that I remind people, even here in South Florida, and, and I remind myself, and not that I want to remind Cardinal fans at all, at all but it, it, think about this for one second. If they don't play, if there's not one game, we'll have gone 17 months before even the hope of a game that matters at the major league level and that's assuming that everything goes smoothly this winter and that they're back out on the field april 1st next year 17 months without major league baseball in this country i mean i don't know i mean i don't know how you would retain fans i mean the only thing that i could possibly think is that you're going to lose a large percentage of your fan base and you got a lot of healing to do and here's the thing 
Sosa and McGuire, as special as that run was, all things considered, you know, you can eliminate, you know, at the time we didn't know what was going on. I'm just speaking to the moment. Mm -hmm. But my point merely is, you know, we were watching something that had never been done before. And, you know, chicks dig the long ball. Everything (laughs) kind of came from this. And home runs are a huge part of our game today. I I, I don't think that – if Sosa and McGuire did it today, I don't think it has. It, it, it's pulling in fans the same way that it did back in the you know the late nineties. Former Major Leaguer Todd Hollinsworth, now an analyst on Fox Sports Florida for the Marlins, joining us on One Hundred and One ESPN. And Todd, uh, I, I just get a vision of you guys out in L.A. during that ninety-eight season, watching the Cardinals or the Cubs playing earlier. And I have to believe because you guys are fans too that you had the Cardinal right. or the Cubs game on. What were you guys thinking as you're watching all of this unfold that summer? Well, we, I mean, we were all getting wrapped up in it as well. I mean, I think that we will, you know, listen, speaking to the beginning and the, you know, the, the, the process of, you know, where we're, we're starting and stopping, meaning we're, we're getting back out on the field in 95 to, you know, jumping forward to what McGuire and Sosa did that year. Uh, I mean, we were all captivated in between innings, running into the clubhouse to see what's going on, who did this. I mean, we love the matchups as well, you know. When, when, when Cubs and Cards were going head-to-head, I mean, you couldn't have two better teams and their superstar, you know, their superstar slugger in the middle of the lineup. I mean, it was, it was the perfect combination. I mean, you know, listen, baseball purists might argue it. You know, if you could have had a Yankee and a Red Sox, maybe it would have been a little bit better. But I'll tell you what, I mean, having lived my life somewhat in the Midwest for a long period of time, I, listen, you couldn't ask for more from Sosa, and you certainly couldn't have asked more from McGuire. I I was sitting here thinking just before we came on air, uh, there was one particular game. I don't remember what game it was, but it it hadn't been done many times. I watched Mark McGuire from – I was playing first base that day. I was an outfielder, you know, basically my entire life. I think I made about 20 starts, if that many, at first base. And I had the privilege of playing first base at Dodger Stadium when Mark McGuire hit a ball out of Dodger Stadium. I, I mean, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Todd Hollinsworth is with us on 101 ESPN. I was just thinking as you played first base, that year, Todd, McGuire had more home runs than he had singles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you I mean, get a chance to talk to him It was absolutely first. amazing. I mean, you you know, guys would come out early to watch batting practice. I mean, <laughs> you just, this was this is what it was when, 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 you know, Mark was in town. I mean, we all, like, planned early to get out because we wanted to watch BP, and this is when guys took it every time. Sosa was the same way. I mean, this just changed our sport, and it made it what it is today. It really is. I mean, think about what we what, what we talk about. I mean, we've we've almost changed the course of, of of really even how these younger players play our sport. You know, I grew up in a generation where strikeouts were bad. You know, really, really bad. We didn't. You know, we were always about putting the ball in play, and you know, it, it started to kind of kind of creep into that. You know, three true outcomes with the homer, you know, the strikeout, and the walk. And I mean, it's basically the game that we watch today, and that's kind of what I meant by. You know, the fact that I'm not sure that, you know, McGuire and Sosa could save baseball if there was a work stoppage or if this didn't happen this year. I think that there's an awful lot at stake because the collective bargaining agreement's up after next season as well. So I don't know how you even lead into positive conversations knowing that, you know, everything seems to be kind of, uh, you know, lines in the sand right now. Todd, I can hear it in your voice as you recount running into the to the clubhouse so everyone could watch and see what McGuire and Sosa were doing. It was such an exciting time. It really was. But now mm-hmm. that we're sitting here in 2020 and we know what we know and we know that performance enhancers were used and they were a part of the reason that that was able to happen, do you look back on it any differently? Does it change the way you view that time? 
Uh, that's a great question. I, I I don't think that it does. I do just, uh, you know, I think I've always maintained the same sense that I had back then, which, uh, you know, we all had a sense that things in our sport weren't particularly right. Um, you know, it, it's a question I've been asked a million times. It's like, you know that, you know, performance-enhancing drugs are there. You know that guys are using them. Did I ever see a guy use them? No, I didn't. You know I mean? That, that, you know, that's the thing. And it's like, so you're sitting there, okay, is it this guy? Is it that guy? Is it this guy? Is it that guy? Wow, he had a really, really good winner. Boy, he put on 30 pounds of muscle. How'd that happen? You know what I mean? It's like, those are the questions that you ask yourself. But, I mean, none of us were sitting in clubhouses watching guys do these things. Most of this stuff, all of it, at least in my lifetime, and in my clubhouses was done behind, you know, closed doors. So you just didn't know who to point the finger at. It didn't change, um, you know, what we were living through at that time, which was an incredible surge, you know, in, in fan popularity. Uh, TV ratings were going through the roof. Everything seemed to be going right. And for what everybody knew to be wrong about the game or maybe how this was going down, um, I think m- most people look back at it and think, I'm not sure where baseball would be without this run. I, I do hold a very, very, uh, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for, in my mind, the players that missed out, you know, and I guess that's really what it comes down to. I mean, it, at the end of the day, there's guys that did things to their bodies and, and took things to enhance their performance, not only enhance it, probably create opportunity for themselves at the major league level. But for myself, you know, watching this go down, I know there's a lot of guys that, worked really, really hard in the minor leagues to get to the big leagues that were never afforded that opportunity because other things were going on. Todd, one of the cool things about the story with McGuire and Sosa is that we all expected here in St. Louis that McGuire was going to break that record that year. It was kind of a weird thing. We went through the offseason saying, okay, well, he's this is the year he's going to break Maris's record. But even though Sammy had hit the three previous years, 36, 40, and 36, we really didn't see Sammy coming. So to have the guy that you right. expected to do it and then to have the unexpected story, I think made it more right. compelling. Oh, and there, yeah, I can agree with you 100%. Um, you know, listen, I, I played with Sammy. I, I know how Wrigley Field plays, but it's a hot summer. And I'll tell you, I know that that was a hot summer that year. Ball was flying out of there. I, I've seen it cold. I've seen it hot. You definitely want it hot as a hitter. Uh, a lot of things were going were going both of their ways. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you even look at, you know, you know, you get into, you know, just the mechanics of what they were doing. I mean, their game planning at the plate was, was, was just right where it needed to be. They had guys in the lineup that were giving them opportunities to, you know, go up there and have those at bats. And, and, and uh, when you kind of get that moment where you're thinking really, really clear as a hitter, it is so much fun to play our sport at the highest level. And it just seemed to me that both of them were just locked in all season long. I mean, watching them over and over and over again. So sad. I think I mean it would probably be fair to say that at least twenty thirty percent of his home runs were to right right center field for Sosa. I mean that's that's a guy who's staying on the ball. He's not just out there pulling everything, you know, getting out, getting the barrel out in front of the baseball. That's a guy who's you know putting together good at bats and game planning pretty well. And between the two of them, it was one epic chase. Todd, I know you played with Sammy after the home run chase, but we've been hearing a lot about Mark McGuire and what he was like as a teammate. So give us some perspective into Sammy Sosa. What was it like to play with him? Yeah, he's a big personality. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, I think that he probably in some regards, I mean, we're all byproducts of, you know, the environment and the world that we kind of create around ourselves. And I think that for Sammy, uh, that was a really, really fun year. I, I think that what kind of happened to Sammy um, – 
that maybe didn't happen to Mark in the same way, you know, maybe how he's perceived was just the simple fact that, you know, Manny was this was center stage in Chicago because he was performing on some teams that were basically underperforming. So it became the Sammy show. And I think many Cubs fans would tell you for the, the run that he had in Chicago, it was as much about going to see Sammy play ball and Mark Grace and some of the other guys, but I'm not sure it was always about winning, and it was probably just more about, especially at least that year, about Sammy hitting home runs, and that's what the you know the overriding uh, you know theme was in my my time with him. There were expectations; we were expected to win. So I mean, I got I was there in '04, and uh, you know they were fresh off of uh, my Marlins club in '03, which had kind of knocked them out in the, in the NLCS. Thank you. But there was some, I mean, right? Yes, I mean <laughs> there were some people that were just really really excited for the '04 group to, you know, really, uh, you know, pick up where the, you know, 03 season ended. I mean, there was a lot of expectation, and Sammy was certainly part of that. So, you know, my view of Sammy there was different than I think than what Sammy necessarily dealt with leading up to those years of, uh, of more of a, you know, a team philosophy. I want to see this team win 95 games. It was probably a little bit more about, hey, hey Sammy, how many home runs are you going to hit this year? <laughs> Every spring, because the Cardinals and Marlins share the facility down in Jupiter, Todd Hollinsworth will do a game with Dan McLaughlin. And Todd, Danny Mack, he does the show after us here on 101 ESPN. But we always enjoy your work. We appreciate you taking some time with us today and reminiscing. Always. Please give Danny my best and my best to you guys as well. Keep our fingers crossed and our prayers uh, (laughs) pointed in the right direction. we got to get baseball back on the field. You got that right. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Take care. That's Todd Hollinsworth, analyst for the Marlins on Fox Sports Florida, joining us here on the Broad and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.